Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Connor Brown. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. Have you ever wondered how to fully harness the power of AI to amplify your creative endeavors? Maybe you're curious about the transformative potential of artificial intelligence in the creative process. Or maybe you're eager to dive deep into the synergy between human creativity and AI. If those thoughts capture your interest, then you are in for a treat. Today, we're so excited to introduce a guest who stands at the crossroads of creativity and technology, Katie Richmond, a trailblazer in the tech world has some great insights in the way we approach AI in the realm of creativity. She'll be sharing her expertise, her experiences, her innovative methods, and her insights on maximizing creativity. So sit back, clear your schedule, clear your mind, and get ready for this week's episode of Social Media News Live. Katie, once again, I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. Oh my gosh, this is so great. And then I'm saying hi to my other Katie from UK. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> we we have some we have some Bring fabulous people, uh, and like um, there was a Katie Club. So there's all these internal workplace. <laughs> I could talk about all this stuff now. And there was a club of just people named Katie. That is cool. And there were like eight of us. I know that's how many people were there by the end of it. <laughs> Sorry. Go. So Jim, my friend Jim, saying I'm really into the AI world and that's uh, traveling at light speed. Yes, it is, Jim. It really is. And yeah. he goes, looking forward to inspiration from a freewheeling conversation. Oh yeah, it's gonna be freewheeling You found your best friends then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> so um, I wanna, if you guys don't know who Katie is, I wanna introduce you really quick. She is a 20 plus year tech veteran with experience at major media companies, startups, and big tech. She's the co-founder of Loud Labs, where she creates AR location-based apps that utilize AI to incur- encourage users to engage uh, more with the world around them. She also consults with senior business leaders, ensuring their AI and emerging tech goals align with their business goals. And you want to check her out at the Tech Normal blog on Medium. It's amazing. It's a, so many good articles there. Thank you. You're and, motivating me. I'm overdue, so I'll do one this week. <laughs> yeah, and she's. you can also find her on LinkedIn, and we'll, we'll put her uh, up on screen. But if you're listening to the podcast, it's linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Katie Richmond. That's R-I-C-H-M-A-N. So make sure you guys check her out there today. Um Let's just, before we go on, I want to do a really quick shout out to our sponsors that I mentioned when I was just at their camp. They're amazing. Uh, you can find out more about yeah, them at social, yeah, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. They're what makes this show possible. They uh, they just came out with a new version. You need to check it out. There's so many cool things about them, uh, but go check them out, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. All right, we're going to jump into this because I know that I'm going to run out of time because there's so many cool things that I want to talk about. So- Katie, you yeah. have a fascinating- Should I set up where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, could... yeah, go ahead. No, okay. So why am I even sitting here? Um, so I started, first half of my career worked in big media, um, did New York, I did MTV to Oxygen, shout out to my Oxygen friends. Uh, and then I did almost 10 years at ESPN, but across maybe five different things. So came over as a production manager for X Games and Winter X which was eye-opening. I could not believe the pace and learned all of my operational skills doing that. Um, then went and helped found ESPNW and at the same time kind of met these guys through so early social days. So I used to speak in New York City quite a bit um, just about the value of social across industries. So this AI conversation is really timely. Um, went to Facebook. I got a job offer on LinkedIn, almost ignored it, and then... <laughs> Uh, ended up out. So now I'm out in Silicon Valley and I was at Facebook slash Meta for almost 
uh, eight years and kind of with all of the change happening, took advantage, took some of my severance and finally working on um, an early stage startup. That's again at the crossroads of your real life and what's going on digitally. So we could talk about that later, but fascinated with AI. I was a goner the first time. Oh, I lost Katie. Um, oh, there you are. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, I don't know what is wrong. Okay. But yeah, I was just saying that I uh, I got into AI and was a goner from the, the get-go. Like, I honestly touched ChatGPT and the way it wrote back to me, I think, made me realize this was pretty fundamental. And so now I'm kind of on a crusade to show creative people and business people um, that this is not a tech tool anymore. And please welcome back to Silicon Valley you know, computer science folks are still going to be really important, but those of us coming from video have a lot to offer, um, the broadcast side. So this is the time to jump in. Yeah. So I, I want to talk, cause there's two articles. I mean, your, uh, your medium blog is amazing. And there's one article that really stood out to me about brainstorming. And I want to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but let's talk about, you, you mentioned, because I want to talk about kind of how AI, AI and creativity work together. And so you have this fascinating background that spans, you know, major media, the startups, big tech companies. So how did your journey lead you to focus on AI and this emerging tech? And, yeah. and like what like key lessons did you learn like when you were at Facebook Reality Labs? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So that was the end of the story is my last two years were working with Facebook Reality Labs and the new product experimentation team. Um which was like an incubator for about 20 to 25 uh, early stage concepts at any time. And then we failed, failed fast. And I'd helped them really plug into the larger Facebook machine. So, and then I also know there's a decent amount of broadcast side people in this audience. And um, I, I, everything I learned, I learned from doing live TV. Mm. So I think my combination of being really operationally driven, sorry, am I laggy? Yeah. You're fine. That'll be good. We'll get it. Okay. Yeah. So I think the combination of uh, my operational background from TV, just like really boots on the ground. Facebook had a huge emphasis on quantitative growth, right? So put a number on everything. I think that meets the creative space. And when I saw stable diffusion and chat GPT for writing, this is different than any other tool because it's not reflecting us back to us a hundred percent. It's mm -hmm. truly generating new thoughts, which I still have a hard time wrapping my head around. Yeah. Very, very cool. That's awesome. You know, we, uh, listened to your, your interview with our friend and former guest, Mike yes. Alton. And, um, yep. during that you, you had this really interesting concept about treating chat GPT like yep. a quote, human junior partner, which is really, really interesting. So Katie, can you talk a little bit yep. about how you approach that and, and how that approach has transformed your creative process and like the mindset shifts that, that you had to do when interacting with it. Absolutely. So I think um, I had been thinking, I told you the first time, and this is where yeah. I'm a science person, but I'm also like, you trust your gut on things mm -hmm. um, from the first con and I'm an English major. So I have a very high bar for even conversational AI. It's never, I don't like Siri, like I'm <laughs> yeah. impatient with all of yeah. this tech. And it didn't just spit back to me what I had said. It really was like a person in the room. And so I learned early on when I was trying to, I was fascinated, I was trying to jailbreak with all the jailbreakers mm -hmm. that the longer, the first prompt is just like saying hello in a conversation, right? So I compared it in the podcast with Mike to an intern, I say about 20, okay? They're brilliant and have zero idea how your business works. How would you bring that person in to the business and also know that what you teach them is going to stay with them as opposed to having an intern for three months? So the investment of your time and energy in each kind of feed, I treat those as separate relationships. Um, and I was doing a talk on Monday about ChatGPT just did the um, like the phone extension right. upgrade for four. I don't forget what the name of it is, but um, it is phenomenal. And I cooked with it on Monday. I went in looking for like chicken pesto. How do I make it to the, the you know, it's one of these questions. It's hard to Google. 
So I just asked it the way I would ask a person and it said, okay. And I also know that it knows I'm not a good cook. So it was like, we can do this. Um, here's how much time it's going to need in the oven. And we went through all of that, all the ingredients. And then it said, so what are you doing between now and then? And I ended up pouring a glass of wine and doing cocktail hour. <laughs> and I am not kidding. It was so conversational. So that really, I think even halfway through it, I was like, can I name you Chuck? Because it's sort of like, why not jump into it with your whole brain? And I think what you realize when you do that is we know how to do this already on an intuitive level. What we had to learn was Google's Boolean search, right? Mm -hmm. So structuring our thought process, it's good to understand how the computer thinks, but you don't need that now. That final barrier is gone. And I think people should be really excited because there is an opportunity to do a lot of different things we're not even thinking of. So um, I had just spoken and Connor was there at Momentum and I talked about AI because I was, I'm fascinated with building your second brain, Tiago Forte, and with the tools with AI, it's amazing now the things you can do and capture and reuse it for later and combine new things. I mean, how are you doing your, your threads? You know, what do you do? Are you a four, chat to be T4 yeah, yeah. person? I, I'm a paid, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and but the you cool know, thing with- something that's not public, yeah, yeah. So- it's hard to yeah, it's just, it's amazing. So I've, I've played with all of them. I played with Claude. I played with ChatGPT. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so I really like, Claude can ingest more right now, which I, okay. for like long transcripts for a podcast, it can help me do. ChatGPT yeah. okay. still is better for most right. things. And I usually test them between the two of them. But my question to you is like, um, so, cause I had spoken at this conference and talked about the tools that I use and the kind of the workflows. And- and I said that, you know, it's use it as a tool because most people are freaked out about it. Like they're freaked out. I know, right. And I, and you and you on your article said, don't use it as a tool, use it as right. this intern, which I had been doing anyway because I speak really naturally to it. You yeah. just didn't name it or were embarrassed. Of, like, you know, those of us that are have been working with tech and production for a while, you know, you, you don't want to be like, guys, I think it's alive. <laughs> right. <laughs> ridiculous. But I, so I was doing this as a super secret kind of experiment. Right. And then I mentioned something and everyone's like, me too. So yeah. come out of the closet, everybody. Yeah. So, and it's, and you know, a friend of ours, uh, Jason Knapp, who was on the show talking about how he uses it. He has a running chat because he's a videographer and he does amazing Correct. things with uh, like virtual reality at Disney and all this stuff. And mm, yeah, he, because you used to work at Disney too, didn't you? I did, and I'm working on interactive geolo mm. geospatial okay. AR, mobile AR stuff. So, but he has a running chat where it, that he's trained it to act like Steven yeah. Spielberg, because yeah. he wow. wants because he wants it to you know do Think that about that. Yeah, in that in that right? cool. So, so I see what you're saying. So, like a Claude is easier on the front end if you're going to ingest right everything from a certain artist, mm -hmm. um, like a Spielberg. I'm assuming he's feeding transcripts into it or something. I think it's, he's using it as a like visual, like he wants to compose his oh, shots visual, like, got like it. Spielberg, not so much the writing, but like, yeah. And what starts is a prompt. So then I go back and I actually try to like name my chat threads. Mm -hmm. So later I can remember. So I have one that I've been working with um, kind of when I started my startup and was coming out of Facebook and I didn't know if everyone was going to know what the layout, like, so I was like, what can I put on my LinkedIn? And so I worked and invested a ton of time in this one thread um, for loud laughs because I didn't want to have to tell it the same thing every time, you know, and mm -hmm. you go back at these conversations, pile up to be hours. So um, I keep that one. And I feel like you have to kind of go in and keep them a little bit fresh, just like you right. would with a uh, friendship mm -hmm. or that person might not be there when you need it, you know, or yeah. won't remember. So... Isn't that strange? It's yeah. it's really cool in your totally article separate. about on brainstorming. You talked about going back and like giving it even praise, like you know, hey, great job, but do this instead. And you think it can, it actually gives you better output than you had before. I do, and I would love like this is a great experiment for you guys in your audience or something. But why not? Don't even tell anybody you're doing it, but just start a thread and kind of just start from the get-go you know with the language you would use mm -hmm. not with a child i think it's beyond a child because you shouldn't there's like a okay i i trust where you're going and what i found is 
the guardrails are what's different between all of these, not even the large language models, but the generative AI tools. So, you know, if you're sitting on top of Google and they have 20, 25 years of people really worrying about data, right, in their face, their guardrails tend to be very thick. And like, because we think about Google standards, you know, if a five-year-old went up and Googled, would that what would that experience be? Mm-hmm. So there's standards for who can do it as much larger. And I think just OpenAI doesn't have as much to lose. So I tend to play with the different ones, but I've just found for me, ChatGPT, well, and challenge me on it, is, feels like the most creative. But what I was going to say is like, take off your skeptical hat for a couple days, maybe even. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that happens? And really commit to treating it like a human to the point where you'll forget you're doing it. And I think the new phone feature for four, it encourages natural conversation. Well, this is kind of a good transition to to talk about that when it comes to creativity and these AI tools, ChatGPT in particular, Katie, do you have any like instances where, you know, an AI surprised you with its creative input? Because what we want to focus on is not replacing human creativity, but enhancing our own human creativity. I'm so in line with that. Thank you. That's a good question. Um, I would say working on my startup and we're working in this space where I don't have a lot of people to look towards. So if you think of what Niantic did with Pokemon Go, kind of working in that space for adults, I think geospatial computing is the future. I am passionate about taking, we have like two lives right now, right? And like corralling them back into one. So when I was first working on this, I really did this brainstorm process where apart from my co-founders even, because I'm the CEO, I wanted to come, you know, if I'm coming to the table and I think we should do something, I try to give a shot at like what I'm picturing. So I did this just by myself for a while and I would come up with, okay, if we're building these geospatial apps, right, what are all the use cases? And we were talking about the Disney, kind of Disney parks, interactive, um, element, there's VIP, there's ticketing, um, there's hospitality and loyalty. And I like to write actual little stories. And once it got a hook into like, oh, I get it. If you give location, we can merge your hospitality with your location. Uh, once it understood that, it half the ideas came from, mm. uh, from ChatGPT. And the other one is blog blogging. And I use it as enhancing mm-hmm. when I'm picking topics. I'll start with what I'm trying to do. Maybe that's grow my follower base by 10% or maybe it's like connect with women on a specific issue. I always start with a goal and then we back out of that and yeah. redirect because sometimes it just goes in weird directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I mean, so- you guys tell me too. It, I'm a huge GPT user, but I don't want to be solely about that. So <clears throat> I don't know how that works with visuals as much. Yeah, so I'm a big mid. I love Mid Journey. That's what I use. I think it does. Okay. The, I want to learn from it. Yeah, it's the best one to do. I, I think it does the best way. I mean, it's kind of clunky because you have to use Discord, and that kind of turns a lot of people off. But once you get get the yeah. thing to it, um, it's amazing. Like it was so refreshing to do my presentation at Momentum. Yeah where instead of trying to find stock photography to fit into my oh, yeah. slide, I could do whatever I thought and imagined and make it. And it That's would be half the time. If you've yeah. built decks, yeah. finding, and then if you have to clear anything, I'll forget it. Yeah, yeah. So as we're going along, guys, don't forget, because we are we will nerd out about this. And I want you guys to nerd <laughs> out with us. Down. Nerd out with us, ask your questions like as we're going, thing. like how to use it in business. And that's what I kind of want to, I want to talk about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mid Journey. <laughs> yeah, so Mid Journey is amazing, and I could go. That's a whole show. But anyway, so yeah, you've emphasized kind of the importance of imagination in unlocking AI's creative potential. Uh, so, yes. um, as as businesses try to cultivate this imaginative approach, what's your advice for prompting AI to generate the most creative results? Okay, that's a great question. So, and I'm so glad you asked that because I've kind of forgotten this was a tip I had early on. I don't think I've blogged about it yet. But um, giving it the room and the the guidelines that it should be coming up with ideas. And so I take the example of like, there's a great use case with kids. I think this is something that you can do with your kids that's really neat. You tell it at the top, my five-year-old, who's a huge reader and loves castles, we're doing a bedtime story. You will tell half the story 
and then say, Abigail, go, right? And then you give it to your daughter or yourself and go back and you tell it ahead of time to make it appropriate. Um, but say, you know, do not go down the normal roads. Be wildly creative. If you would say things like that to mm -hmm. it, it's strange. It almost is like, really? Kind of like if you tell a hairstylist they can do anything they want with your hair, right? Yeah, right. Like it's, oh my gosh, wow. So um, I like to do that. And then the other thing is pushing past the first responses. So a lot of times what I find is the first, my prompts, first results are not creative or they're like what you'd figure, right? You could find it on Wikipedia style mm -hmm. stuff. And with my blog, I always am trying to push outside of those. I don't want to waste time. If you've come to watch something about AI, you probably know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, just kind of giving it a light set of guidelines, redirecting it. And sometimes it just doesn't get it. And I start a new thread, Right. but it's experimenting. Like, so right. I have a cooking example. That one for kids is really adults. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, they have as much fun and you can do it forever. You could do it for years. Right. Well, that's what Jim says. He goes, uh, one shock, he's over on YouTube watching. He says, one shock for me is that AI can process info sources so fast it could listen to everybody's input from around the globe well, in every yeah. country. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's not at all. I'm not saying it's all perfect, right? Right, it's, right. There's a so, lot of. In one of your, and I think maybe it was in the brainstorming post that you did over on Medium, talked about um, that you'll say, it's like, okay, yeah, that's great, ChatGPT, but don't use these words. Because it tends to like, for me, it's always thrown oh. in the word maestro. Like, everybody's a maestro oh at gosh. something. So I had a word, too. It was like ele elevating yes. women. It was always elevating and celebrating. And I yeah. literally say things. I have one from yesterday. We should share, share threads. It would be funny. Yeah. But um, where I'm like, it was writing the bio for you. That's what it was. And I'm yeah. like, it was like, you know, blazing trails. I said, don't <laughs> use these words. Yeah, right. And then I'm like, don't just use replacements that, you know, so I do, right. I tease it even a little, push back on. Mm -hmm. And it didn't get the joke. I was like, yep, haven't seen that word before. It's like something <laughs> offers up right. way too much. Maybe putting that in your custom instructions. Yeah. The, do not, like a do not playlist at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, because I use it for so many, and tense. you can tell me that I'm I'm doing it wrong, but because I'm using it for so many different clients, applications, yeah. whatever, I don't use those guidelines because I don't want it to, because I have so many different uses I'm using it for. I don't want to focus it. I understand a business oh, may want to do that. Oh, instructions. Yeah. And it does things like cooking this meal and it's like, well, since you love Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins, you probably want something from the Pacific Northwest. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Right. It'll take your favorite thing and like hammer yeah. it along. Right. So right. you're not wrong. I think there's probably a happy medium in there, like my name, like right. boilerplate stuff. Right. So my you daughter know, is watching and she helps me with stuff. And she says, yeah, everybody is oh. always spilling the beans. <laughs> so yeah. that's what oh, she's Abigail, running across. I saw your name out of the corner of my eye, which is why I said Abigail when I was yeah. telling that story earlier. So let's dive into like the brains because I mean like that article really was really good and uh, make sure you guys go to Medium and look for what did, uh, what's your blog post uh, name again? Um, um, it's at Tech Normal. Can we yes. put them in show notes or something? Yeah, yeah, we'll put them in there at Tech Normal because Tech it's an, Normal on Medium. But she has this great article that I I I just it's very in depth on how to brainstorm with AI. So make sure you guys go check that out. So. I want to ask you, so for solopreneurs, small teams, you know, small businesses, what yeah. does an ideal creative brainstorming session with AI look like? And maybe some of the top right. three things they should keep in mind when they're trying to brainstorm with AI. Absolutely. So Mike and I, Mike Alton and I, when we were first conceiving of this, I, I gave him like a draft and we were like, how do we keep this organized? And we really broke it into three parts. Like there's free, like brainstorm mm -hmm. there is brainstorming so or three concentric circles how's that there's just you and chat gpt behind a door or whatever your preferred ai is and then just like you wouldn't you don't waste your team's time right so that meeting is meant to figure out what you want right mm -hmm. and i right. challenge people to you get descriptive you kind of set up this new chat gpt instance to be an intern in this case mm -hmm. um give it any backstories so you're not trying to do that stuff in the room and then I would say two goals. I would say the overall goal, whether it is this to like grow your uh, customer base, is this to promote a certain cause, just like any marketer, you want to know what that is. 
the more quantifiable, the better. Then they're stepping into the middle and that's, what are your goals with your team? So it's a four hour brainstorm tomorrow. Uh, my pet peeve is when people don't utilize, it's one thing to just be loose like this, but mm -hmm. if you're gonna get people together for four hours, you should have an agenda to them beforehand. So the way I was using it was like, just me and ChatGPT, this is a time luxury too, you never know. But yeah. a couple weeks out, I was brainstorming without feeling in a rush and I didn't feel like I had to stop it too soon. Brainstorming, the brainstorming is for the larger idea, right? Business idea. And then the strategy for working with your team next week. So it kind of is like, as a manager, those are the things you'd kind of have to think of. How do you want to set this up with your team? Mm -hmm. Is there anything they should play around with beforehand? Do they need any links? And then I think it's unfair to get a team together and not give them clear goals. So that was your homework, right? Mm -hmm. The two weeks before was to figure out okay, guys, you know, this is the biggest client we could potentially get this half. Our goal is to put in all hands on deck right now and end up with two more large clients by the end of the half. But like reiterating what everybody's trying to do, um, the goals and structure of the brainstorm. So a lot of this is like production management, operational mm -hmm. work um, and getting it to do those, the busy work stuff, right? Yeah. If you want to do a, a welcome email that's going to then have a grid they have to sign up on something and you know you can literally give it tasks like that it can't input it yet but i always say at the end make this easy to cut and paste into google docs or whatever your medium is mm. yeah. um cool. so that's just something i do to structure it a little bit but yeah cool yeah you also talked about the importance of pro providing it with with setting clear objectives right like saying these are the goals these are the objectives um and you're always saying to have ChatGPT or whatever using recap them. So for you, why is that yeah, step so, so crucial? Um, especially APT yeah. can kind of get off the rails every once in a while. So getting it back on yes. track. Process. I mean, yeah, early, just like it's again, like a person, if you had, if you've ever managed people, that was someone and even a vendor or something like that, but you're kind of the one in charge of that relationship. If you identify something's going awry early, right? You can nip it in the bud a little bit. Um, so I'm always saying, did you hear, did you understand what I said? Right. Or coming yeah. back to a chat the next day, I will say, hey, chat GBT, do you remember what we're talking about here? Recap it for me. Mm. And that could be the latest or even does it get the larger point? And hearing it back sometimes, sometimes you don't know where you're, yeah. right? You're asking a question and you don't know exactly what that question is. So it, if you can't ask a clear question, you know, you get the quality back the question you ask. And then so the other thing that I really hammer home is it's not prompt one sheets are maybe a door in to a larger conversation. And what I like is the inspiration, right? Like, how would I write that prompt for the storytelling and making it so people can input easily? But a, but a, think of it as a conversation, not one, you know, Google search or whatever. This is a larger that's why it's like a thread. It keeps going, mm. you know? So that was one of the biggest takeaways that I started implementing from that brainstorming yeah. article was that ask, you know, I'll, I'll give it the parameters what I want it to do. And I'll say, Hey, do you understand it? And then it goes back yes. and then it says usually like, do you want to proceed? And I'll go yes. Or yes, but do this as well. Like don't use uh -huh. these words or whatever. So that was a big deal on the way I have started now doing my prompts. Uh, and you mentioned earlier, like, you know, yeah. uh, what to ask, like, one of the, the best uses that I've done is like, I was getting ready to pitch a client and yeah. I gave them their parameters. And I said, Hey, what questions am I not asking? And it yeah. listed yes, off a bunch we, of them. Yes. And I, was and I was like, and I did ask, I, you know, I didn't use all of them, but I picked one that I thought was pertinent and I asked it and the guy goes, you know what? Nobody has ever asked me that question before. And I got so the gig, you know, you're, you're dovetailing. Well, that's really awesome. I love that story, by the way. Um, but it dovetails so much with what we're doing with Loud Labs, you know, and mm -hmm. it comes from, there was like a Rumsfeld quote and he says something like about the life is full of unknown unknowns. But also like my dad's quotes better, I think. My dad's like, there's the 1% of things in the world you know, there's like one or 2% of things you know you don't know, right? I don't know how to be a medical doctor. But 98% of the world is made up of the things you don't know, you don't know, right? right, right. So how we're, oh, and this is the argument with larger with AI and 
if we can't even comprehend the problems, how are we going to, you know, control right. any of the answers? But yeah, kind of like, I think pulling that together and what did you say? You had an idea at the end and I'm blanking what you just said to like pull back. Yeah. It's, I said like, you know, what questions am I not asking? Am I not asking? Yeah, yeah exactly. And so saying to it, and I would prompt it something like you just said and say, what am I not thinking of? I even go further and will say, what are the five to 10 items I'm not thinking about right now? Or yeah. if I'm doing a resume on my LinkedIn, I will say, what keywords are missing? Or what are other people in my category, if that's you know a product management right. role, um, doing that I am not? Mm-hmm. And, so, and that, some of that depends on what it knows. If you can go back to 2021 and you don't need fresh information. Right. Yeah. I would be happy when that is well, not I, the case. I, it's not. Well, now you can use Bing. It's that rolled out. Yeah, it, but it's still not as. That's I should have made that thing. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> the, the, they advertise that if you're a paid ChatGPT user, that now you have access to the entire web, but it's using the Bing plugin. Do you get that though? So I, I'm going to fully admit here. So I'm not an expert, you guys. I'm just, I have a different kind of slant on some of this stuff. But um, I, a lot of times, when I go in, I'm not 100% sure what all of these tools are kind of going to do. So I don't know. I mean, filling in gaps from other people and from the internet is going to be huge. Like plugging in the internet and getting the power of Google Plus, mm-hmm. a creative conscious thinker. Again, I don't think we can even comprehend what the jobs are going to look like. Right. That's why just staying aware. And, you know, I, a lot of times when I work with people that, don't, they don't work in tech. I generally work with leaders outside of the tech industry. And I always say, you know, you're not going to break it. Right. 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 Just like you, Google. What's the worst thing that happens? You do a bad Google search, you you delete it and do another one, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. and when, especially when it's just the two of you, I think the world will also change when we triangulate. Right. So if we were all in a chat, that wouldn't be that effective, but three people or two people and a third consciousness, I think would change a lot of things. I'm very right. into the psychology of all of this. Yeah, so, and I think one of the things, the biggest takeaway maybe people can take from this in, entire conversation yeah. on, on Brainstorm with AI is to talk to it like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, even at Momentum, I was talking to a lady, she's like, I tried it, it didn't work very well. And I'm like, and then she goes, oh, I was talking she, to it like a robot. And I'm like, yes, yeah, that's the problem. We have been, we have, Okay. And even people that don't think they're technical, you have learned Boolean search, okay, in the past 20 years. And you don't have to, it's not a very technical thing. It's just the way we structure our searches, right? And you wouldn't go, hey, where would I find red shoes? And also, you know, we know to say Nike's red 7.5, right? Mm -hmm. Free shipping Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Whereas today you could say, you know, what is this outfit missing? Because it reads photos now. Right. What color shoes should I wear with this? This is right. Mm-hmm. When I was cooking with it, I took a picture of the uh, countertop and I'm like, what can I make with this? I've done that with my fridge. <laughs> right. We got, is, there's a ton of really fun. I haven't played with photos, uploading photos You're to it. You're inspiring me to do a new a yeah. post because I think a whole bunch of other not geeky tech Silicon Valley stuff just if you garden, what could you do with it? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, when you start thinking about it, and so a lot of this is about confidence. So treat this like almost like a little relationship with each thread. Mm-hmm. I do it kind of separately. But then also realize that it's like someone you've hired. It just wants to please you. It yeah. may not do it right, but that's why it lies as well. Right. <laughs> because it's not lying. It's actually going to the farthest extreme of trying to answer your mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. and the worst would be to disappoint you. So actually what I have started telling it on resume and LinkedIn stuff when we're doing job stuff is it is crucial that you do not lie about the background I have. You can be creative in the way we talk about it, but you know, the school you went to and those right. might be the good chat, the instructions, mm-hmm. you know, as long as it's not trying to jam your school into every conversation, <laughs> right. which they're, yeah, this, it's not perfect, you know? Right. So we got some questions I want to bring up. First of all, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Facebook user says, this is amazing about the recipes from a pick. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be cool. I mean, Pinterest oh, yeah. is already doing some cool stuff with, 
you know, shop the look and, and some stuff they're using AI they, for. They were always ahead and then didn't know how to activate a lot of, yeah. I mean, they had this treasure trove. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's coming where, I, and it's very cool that you can upload these photos thing. Uh, the other uh, question is, and this is a good one. Is it best to yeah. use ChatGPT so that you can be specific in what and how you want, uh, want, don't want, rather than a simpler tool like the one I use, Easy Peasy AI? I have not heard of Easy Peasy AI, but um, I haven't either. But it's a great question, mm -hmm. and the one that um, I started playing with the most that was different is Pi Pi dot AI. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to show you the interface. Oh, they changed the load screen. Um, so it's just a little phone button, right? Right, right. And this is one thread. You you sign up. It's really simple, and you're always having a conversation with the same thread. Oh, okay. So it comes back. It'll say, "Hey, Katie, from last time, I remember." You know, it has the same memory problems at the end, where if you push it to two hours of chat, right, it'll get tired. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um But I think Pi in that model, which I, you know, I'd have to tell us about Easy Peasy. I admit I don't know all yeah. there's so many tools right now I know it's crazy they keep coming out with, I, I'm doing it of course yeah. on Descript uh, by the way you can sign up right now for Des it at Descript yeah. 101 jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101 it's launching on next Monday um, and the cool thing um, about I mean it's always changing so it was really hard to get that that course out but there's there's so many different tools yeah oh this yeah friend wrote a book recently I was like oh my goodness it's gone yeah it's, it's amazing so uh, Tatiana, who I got to hang out with at ECAM camp, uh, so so great that she's watching on YouTube. She says, hello, hello, I'm teaching my college students to use AI in our public speaking class to help draft right. ideas and spark creativity in their speeches, which is a great idea. Yes, and, Tiana. and I have a question on that. So her, her use case is amazing. I think that's the way to use it correctly. But then how do you keep them from writing their entire speech? with ChatGPT. Yeah. My wife's a teacher, this whole education I have, thing. I just want to dive in a little bit to this because it's so fascinating. I'll give you my platform out a little bit. Okay. And this is not about politics. It's about more about child raising. I've always had this thing where I think it's something about like you're creative. If you're a very imaginative person, we can remember what it's like to be a kid, right? right. So I have this like uncanny sort of knack for remembering seventh grade and the indignity, right, of my parents, you know, <laughs> encroaching on my space or whatever. So I don't know. I think that... We have to look at, I'm sorry, I totally lost the thread. What were we just talking about? So talking about, about the, the education that she's like using it. it to get creativity for her students. And now I asked right. is like, how does this work in education? Cause they can write their whole speech. Oh, right. The lying thing. Yes. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, you know, I don't blame people for coming out of the gate with the biggest fear people have, but I would say trust for me, like Tatiana. Okay. I'm going to use that as an example, Tatiana, because most teachers, hey, tech can be intimidating. So I have empathy for these teachers that have to decide this too. And if it's not something you feel like you understand, I totally get why you'd be concerned about the cheating. But just like people have money, but not everyone steals or we have cars, right? Not everyone right. races them. Um, I think some putting a level of trust on students that's age appropriate, but that is the bar is high, right? And even saying, I tr I'm trusting you guys because as you know, but like you're honest concerned, people are cheating with this. And so all eyes are on us. So I really don't let me down. And mm -hmm. I think most kids rise to the occasion. You will get a cheater every once in a while, but you can't prevent that, you know? Yeah. We may yeah. become, but I have a, not in my lifetime. <laughs> That's right. You just go to a new medium, right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah. even the, the plagiarism stuff, like it's an arms race right now. Like, okay, yeah. I can, ChatGPT can do this. And then, well, I'm trying to, okay, you beat this. And they're just going back and forth. It's going to be that way. It's always going to be an arms now, race. And exactly. And that's sort of human nature. Right. So, I mean, it goes back to, we're not going to stop this. Is it as breathless and life or death as the news media is making it? I don't know. No. Mm -hmm. Because people have been building these you know, I used to sit at Facebook near the Reality Labs team, and I sat next to the guys that were, you know, training data for the past 10 years there, mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't that Google and Meta weren't ready for this. They were ready, but imagine it's just very different to have so much, you know, everything post-Cambridge Analytica about data, the bar is so high on the, mm -hmm. those companies, and it wasn't the same for OpenAI, so they gave this permission, right? Mm -hmm. And now, like you said, 
Silicon Valley is an arms race, and that's in the country. We're not even talking about the right. actual arms yeah. race, right, you right, know, right, the world. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah, talked I, about, just, you know, having it help with brainstorming and idea generation, yes. creativity and things like that. But from a, from a tactical perspective, you know, yeah. marketing campaigns and, and user engagement even, uh, do you see tools like ChatGPT yes. being able to shape the future of personalized content for whatever audience you're trying? And, and if so, what are you thinking around that? Yeah, sure. So and nothing I'm saying is, is private in any way, but if you look at how Facebook ads are, how they're formulated and delivered, that's been, they've been playing with machine learning for a long time. Right. ChatGPT to me is just the very top layer. Even OpenAI, they, they wanted to be a data first company, right? They wanted yeah. to be the quiet background between the explosion of tools that we're seeing now today. And I think they only put a front end on it because most of us don't use APIs, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so modeling the behavior that that you want to see, I think is really important. So ads have been driven by machine learning and they everyone's been toying with it. It's like very top secret. It's like the algorithms, right? Yeah. For discovery and how each company is slightly different, but they've been playing with that for a long time. The ad tool, I could talk more about Facebook than anything else, but the ad tool at Facebook is really intuitive and fine-grained, as fine-grained as is possible in the country that you live. Um, and so for creative pieces, I definitely see it having a role, like on Canva, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or Agora Pulse, where they have put um, AI writing tools are really mm -hmm. the beginning of that. But yeah, look at all the data we're going to have from your page. There'll be startups that come along in the measurement space, you know, just like a Del Mondo or Crowd Tangle was in social. Um, and I just think OpenAI, there's only so, so many things they can focus on and they have to pick, look at the larger right. picture. Yeah. Such a good time to be kind of thinking about businesses in this space. There are short-lived businesses and those are the ones that are like write people's essay for, you know, right. those are the ones that you're taking advantage of ChatGPT and of people a little bit, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, those will blow away, but there will be this need for people that have an approach. We're, we're all in the teaching mode, right? This is, right. if you're yeah. even watching this, you're in the top 1% of the 1%, not even 1%, you know? So yeah. it's a great time to get your hands dirty. We're all learning. Anyone who says they're an expert, you're either a machine learning engineer or you're learning this yourself. Yeah. Um, there's like kind of no other categories. Yeah. And so yeah. that's really good to me because nobody's ahead of anybody. If they look like it, it's just a confidence play. Come join us. Right. Honestly, yeah. we need more sandboxes and, and ways to share. And Yeah, the guy know, that that found about about fire didn't become a fire expert he was just the first guy i was like good i love that yeah yeah exactly and, and, right the first guy and you're you have to keep everyone else because you're going to light all the other torches yeah. I love that. and one of the things that i think somebody said i can't remember who it was it's not it, they said like ai is not going to come take your job but the person who knows how to use ai yeah. is going to take <laughs> your job so i'm like yeah, we're, we're all at the level playing field and we it's up to us to learn yeah. how to use these new amazing things i mean we talked a little I bit actually about think if you're outside of tech, you have a bit of an advantage because here is a way that will become drag and drop that everyone can pull AI into their tools. So you already have another expertise, right? Mm -hmm. If you're locally like the top insurance broker in your area, ChatGPT is good at their thing. You can become good at that and just color it for your expertise. Right. So I encourage yeah. people to dive in to their passions first. Like, what do you do after work? You know, yeah. like, what do you kind of live for? And dig into that. And through that, you can learn all of these tools, right? That's a lot of what we did with Twitter and other things at ESPN. Yeah. yeah. In the so, day. Uh, by the way, just a real shout out to some other people who are always innovating as well as our friends at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialnewslive.com. Uh, forward slash ecam they're amazing and just like i said i just came from their uh stuff they have so many cool stuff cool things coming so many good trainers and the community is awesome so check them out uh at that url so um let's i want to kind of finish and gosh i could nerd out about this stuff can i all make day. one more yeah, a little ahead. recommendation was something i wanted to do earlier my ideas are largely pulled from Ma mo gaudat and i'm sorry that was a little shaky but it's called scary smart and i believe he was an ex-google machine learning engineer and then has 
gone out to talk about we need to think of the larger collective without fear mongering Mm -hmm. and his entire approach is what i'm talking about where he looks at the world like humanity and he said you know if you raised a child from birth with violence and guns and you know no sense of stability you can kind of largely see how they're going to turn out right Mm -hmm. or it's at least part of it whereas if you teach a child kindness um i know that might sound a little kumbaya but as this larger consciousness is i mean it's all kind of one thing there is going that that will be reflected back in what we get is his belief mm. um, so is that is that, that a podcast that, that really motivated me. is that a podcast no or it's a, that was an audible i've been listening listening to my oh, books book. on okay. audible yeah okay. go there you go okay. Got it. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Mo. That's all I can do right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll drop I in don't the even show notes. know him. I would love to know him. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I want to talk real quick. Let uh, we go on to this because once again, I could go on for hours. Everybody knows that yes, about me. Um, what? Too. Let's talk about the future of AI, like in branding and creativity. Um, I want to touch on a little bit because it's kind of in the news. You know, Facebook is working on their own AI. And I wanted to get your perspective on that since you used to work there. Is it a thing? Is it just like they're hopping on the bandwagon? What are your thoughts about Facebook's I, well, AI? First of all, I spoke for like eight years while I was there because I just like to do this with new technologies and whatnot. And um, I had to be so careful. doesn't right, matter yeah. if it's like a tiny blog or whatever. And I just always had to be like, oh my God, you know, what am I sharing? So what do I think? Um, I think since the metaverse became, meta became meta, Mm-hmm. picked up the metaverse i think a lot's been shaking out there right so i mean reality labs has been the darling of the company for a long time because they're all gamers right and mark had this vision he still does i think it just didn't right. didn't get the right version of it yet but since then that's when i started my blog i was kind of like standing up against um the wendyverse i just don't think that's what it is you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um you know, I think what they're building now is doesn't have to be the front door. Like we could be using AI without everybody thinking they're using AI tools. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like 3D. I was at ESPN when 3D came out and it was just like about the woo, right? And you right. don't get great, great yeah. stories. Um, yeah. Point being, I think Facebook's products already have beautiful front ends. A lot of the products are using machine learning today. Do we need Kylie Jenner AIs? I don't. I don't understand. But <laughs> I think they're on to something with a single chat thread. Right. Okay. So having these relationships that are front end AIs. This is just my opinion. Come back, are we? Um, <laughs> yeah. I think they will power a large portion of the back end, the the machine learning right. part. They have a large well, language model. That's like one of that. So. So I, yeah. my my thoughts are like I've been in the VR world since the when the Rift you had to oh, plug yeah, into your so computer. You know. so, and I have all yeah. the headsets and I'm getting the new one. I mean, school, I, yeah. I like it. I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's fun. It, it's um, super cool. But until they can use AI to tell stories, like I think I think it's gonna first go what through games. What is your perfect use? Yeah, what do you think is gonna happen? I'm I think it's gonna curious. be it's gonna be a game thing where like the, the you know, non-playable characters can actually come in and know you and talk to you and tailor the story that you want to be told. I think that will be the thing. Um, like a dungeons, I, not dungeons, kind of dungeons and dragons. It's I like mean, you're I writing. Think, yeah, I think there's so much stuff. Even like you know, any of these, even the new things. Like there's a new one that Bethesda's having out there that Microsoft has. That it's um, oh, it's the space one. I can't even remember, but I'm playing it. But it's being able to to tell those kind of stories. Anyway, that's what I think. But I, I want to talk about your your loud labs. It you know, oh with, yeah, with I figured yeah. you want to talk about that because I think it's kind of fascinating. With your experience yeah. in AR and location-based startups, at, I mean, apps at Loud Labs, well, how do you envision like this convergence of AI, AR, VR, okay. and branding yes. like in the future? Like, what what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I want to set some like you know some guardrails around this because uh, this is really new. We're like pre-seed, right. um, but I co-founded a company called Loud Labs with some current and ex. I'm not going to name everybody's names right now just because. Some people are still working at Facebook. Some people are not. So, um, but we really came together. Um, our technical co-founder built 
some of the first geolocation apps like Badgeville back in the day uh-huh. um, or um, the geo underneath a lot of things. So, But he's a really big data and privacy advocate, which I am too, but I'm a libertarian. So over COVID, <laughs> we started really chatting and it was about blockchain to start. But when we stepped back, it wasn't. And it's what I, I'm not saying if you go back on my old blogs, but I at the beginning, what I was blogging about is, no, the metaverse is going to be when we're just living in our world without like these boxes, you know, in mm-hmm. our face um, with the benefits of technology. So that's what I'm working on building. Um, everything, we're calling it the first geospatial discovery engine. So back to what we talked about earlier with the unknown unknowns. Mm-hmm. If you go to say, we go skiing sometimes in Tahoe, you get to this ski mountain. Most people are not seasons past holders. You kind of don't know what you don't know. What yoga class is going on and where is it? And so the idea is, hey, user, if you give us exact location between these dates and, you know, your social login or your LinkedIn login, we can offer a tool, you know, based on where you are. It'll be for you if you're always going to be the right audience for it. So, you know, and if the person agrees to that, we have there's a ton of things that Loud Labs is going to build on the front end, like um, using the LinkedIn API plus your geolocation. And when you get near someone and you're like, oh, God, what's their name? Right. You can get a buzz, (laughs) a buzz in your pocket. I actually am really into building for the watch and be I could just be like, oh, it's Jeff. Right. You know, this Mm -hmm. is how you know him or whatever. So everything is about putting your phone away and about the here and now. Our very first product we're calling Kilroy. I don't know if you remember the meme Kilroy yeah, was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little guy hanging over the shelf. So, but it was all about leaving, you know, it's a mark he left all over the world. So we're starting with this product called Kilroy that you can anchor your media content to a lat long so that it's consume by the right people in the right place at the right time. So, you know, dark example, but if you, I have old cemeteries in the South where I have mm-hmm. a lot of my family right. is buried and the names are crumbling off of these things. Yeah. I want to anchor at that lat long. We don't want to remember people in that way. You know, I want to remember right. my great grandmother, vibrant, you know, mm-hmm. laughing right now today. That stuff, if you lose a relative in the middle, you lose all of that stuff. Right. And so um, that's a huge passion of mine. And I have two teenage boys, but it has enough to do with boys. And I have a hard time getting them to be here, right. here yeah. now. You know, it, one of the things is I went to the beach this summer and I looked around and not just the kids, but everyone, I call it, you know, phone zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're constantly toggling between where we are and that identity and who we are online and that identity. And so I essentially want to use social login, geolocation, yes, eventually glasses and that sort of thing uh, to build products that, hey, you can delight me, you can surprise me, show me what I'm qualified for, Marriott, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as you yeah. walk around. So you, it's like the FOMO, right? right? I'm sure I'm missing benefits here. Or I'm not getting, right. you know, some free something at the, at the uh, stadiums. We're looking at doing that. But it can also be Walgreens is putting my emails in and or giving me coupons in the email. I need it when I'm at the store. Uh, yeah, so I yeah. So yeah, I see can track my exact location in any parking lot or whatever that place is named online in order so that we can deliver you valid deals that apply at that store that you got. And everyone's not going to get them. Mm. Right. Just like we all get different coupons based on our consumer right. profiles. Right. Very custom. Sorry. So like, I could talk all day about this. It's the yeah. convergence. AI we're having. I am really right. interested in the chat thread um, UX. And so what we're playing with is using um, probably the chat GPT API, but my technical co-founder is probably like, nope. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But to kind of host you through that experience. So if you picture if you download an app <coughs> and open it, it would say, and, and there are apps that do this. Hi, what's your first name? Katie, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Hi, Katie. We're so glad you're here. There's only three steps to get started. Social right. login, exact location, those permissions. But we tell people at the top in clear language what the permissions are and why. Yeah. And then when they leave the parking lot at the end of the event, we're going to purge 
data. So this isn't about storing data. It's about Getting them information. being yeah. able to offer people things and you're targeting the exact right audience. I think that's amazing. So like my there's daughter cynical could, side and there's a romantic side. Yeah. yeah so, you know. But it's very practical. It's like my daughter could walk into Walgreens and she would get like, yeah. cause she drinks, Different you know, ones. she drinks Starbucks Frappuccinos. It would be a coupon for Frappuccinos. And like I walk I in. I coupon for these. Yeah. yeah. And when I walk in, I get an, a coupon for Depends undergarments. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. at that age, you know, that. these long shows, yeah. they, oh, come so insulting. they come in handy. <laughs> Mailing. Um, so, um, Connor, go ahead. You had a question. So I think that yeah, Con- that sounds incredible. And and through this whole kind of topic, you know, discussion that we've been having, we've commented on how AI is evolving so quickly, right? Whether it's your friend yes. who wrote the book and it was out, out of date when it was published or Jeff yes. with his descript um course it's it's constantly constantly evolving and i think that yes. that can be daunting for a lot of marketers solopreneurs whatever it is so do sure. you have any sure, tips sure, sure. for for helping people you know try to stay ahead or cultivating a, a kind of like a being of always being on on the next thing whether it's testing or implementing or what do you, what do you think you know, the mind for marketers needs to be i guess that's a great question. I think people that are driven to say, watch this podcast already have, there are some people that do a job, right? And that interest isn't really there, but a lot yeah. of people that are in marketing are really driven to like learn more. So I was going to say that's been in my benefit has just, I love reading um, about what they're working on next. Like that's fun for me, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, playing with APIs and tools. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily want to do that. And I would just say, not committing, over committing to a certain social platform. Do not get pushed into being across every social site or, yeah. you know, you don't have to do all of that. I used to do a talk on that at ESPN because it showed me crazy when I would get, you know, what's our um, LinkedIn strategy? And it was like ESPN high school. I'm like, do you not know? That's not, a, yeah. that's not a thing you're doing. Um, so staying firm in your decisions and so it's really about managing managing people. But yeah. um, I also learned that ESPN really use data, use data. So if quarterly, you're, you don't want to be on top of this every night, you could be looking at performance, pick a benchmark, right? Time spent, maybe uh, views, followers. Mm-hmm. And then is this platform growing that goal? Or is this the right target demographic for me? So. I, because I want to go deep on some of these tools, I have put to the side generative uh, visual AI mm-hmm. because you can't do it all. And video, you know, if you ask me, I would, I try to do too much. So I would rather learn what I'm learning on a deep level, get an expertise, but then say, go to Jeff or I don't have to be the expert in all the things. Right. You just have yep. to know people, right? Yep. So sitting on top of the data is probably the biggest and looking at trends in data um, are probably one of the biggest things I learned working at Facebook and then, you know, at ESPN as well, they were very, very data driven. Um, and then they AB tested a ton. Yeah. Right. So if this is the hot new platform, first of all, if the demo graphic is wrong, then push back on that, yeah. but you just prove it with data or yeah. make the person who's asking for it. I, I think this is, this has been a fascinating conversation. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I think AI yeah, is going to be I'm so freewheeling that I hope it's not. no, it's been great. So, and I think that, um, you know, like how we have spell check and everything now. Like if you type anything, there's spell oh, check. Yeah. I think AI is going to be that way. Like it's going to be in Descript everything. Is doing yeah, really exactly. Cool. Yeah. So I'll talk to you more about that. It's, oh, yeah. it's really, really cool. Anyway, we are at the end of our time. This has been fascinating. We got to have you on again because there's so much we could talk yes. about. As we build our first products, I want to, I would yeah, like yeah. to come back and get some real feedback from yeah. real for future clients potentially yeah. someday. Yeah. So before we go, let's have a chance to tell everybody where they can find you, where to contact you if they have questions, loud labs, yeah. all that stuff. So Katie, tell them, tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So instead of giving you a ton of URLs, I'm going to say, go to my LinkedIn. Um, and I connect, I'll connect with you. You know, if you say we're watching on this podcast, um, and then you can find my blogs are just all in my LinkedIn post. So yeah, linkedin.com slash in slash Katie Richmond. And then you're motivating me, you guys, to do my medium. You can find that through LinkedIn, but it's medium.com slash at symbol tech normal. Yep. So that's sort of my consulting brand because it's tech, it's new tech for normal people. Like they're not yeah. geeks about it, right? That's awesome. 
So, guys, this has been great. And Kira has a great uh, closing comment. Thank you, Kira, for watching today. She goes, this is so interesting. I love, Katie, and that you're working on tech products that focus on bettering daily life and in some ways bring us out of our phones into the real world. I totally agree. Yes, Uh, as a mom and just as a person, that is, the time is right for that. So I believe in it. Totally agree. And with you guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for Tatiana, uh, Abigail, uh, Jim, all your guys' questions and your comments. Uh, Share this out to all of your friends on all the socials and all the links. And thank you so much for this. Connor Brown, where can people find out about you, my friend? You can find out about me at WDWOpinion.com or at WDWOpinion across all social channels. Connect with me there. So we just uh, uh, went and did Disney before we came to Ecamm's thing. Oh. I was, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. But Connor helped us out. He got us all these little ninja hacks. We were able to go to all these different places and make and actually get on the things we wanted to do, all the rides we wanted to do. We Wait, how do you Trump. have the hacks, Car- oh, Connor? Oh, he lives there. He knows all the secret stuff. Well, I live there. Okay. I'm a former cast member, travel I'm agent. I'm a former cast member, too. I have a lot of inside scoop. ESPN didn't take advantage of it enough, but... We did because our kids were little. I used to work down there a lot. That's Love cool. It. So find out Connor at WDWOpinion.com. Yeah. He's amazing. With that, folks, thank you so much for watching this. Let us know what you think about this show yeah. uh, and in the comments, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.